Howdy, boys and girls. Welcome back to college football's uh, week six, week six of the college football season, and therefore week six of the Carla and Crappy show. I'm I'm Crappy, and hey, there's Carla. Hi, Carla. Hey, sweltering in Nashville, Tennessee. <sighs> I, it's it. I uh, it's October. It's Come October. On. It's October, and my and my thermometer, my outdoor thermometer. I just I, I was in my living room, and we're taping this in the middle of the day. Yeah. Um, and my thermometer said ninety six. It's, it's October. Not, it's October. It's it's actually. I mean, it's not that it's not not that hot in Pittsburgh, but it is. It's it's sticky today, and I could probably turn on the air conditioning, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try to tough it out because it's October, and and that's crap. It Having is. Need an air conditioning in October, but um. Uh, we are well into the college football season. Um, we're we're at the point where I don't remember which week it is, and I have to ask Carla before we start um, each time. And <laughs> true um, story, true it is. This is this is a this is how it this is how it works. Um, but that means we're 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 getting into some really really good stuff. Um, I probably enjoyed last weekend a little bit more than Carla did. I did um, yeah, that's a true statement. Um, but but uh, let's uh, let's let's take a look back at uh, at last weekend before we go forward. Uh, Carly, what's your uh, what's your one thing from from week five? So I could make my one thing fourth and five, um, and 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 what the heck? Perfectly justified. Perfectly justified to do that. What the heck was that play call? I should be day drinking. I'm not. This is fizzy flavored water. You should, you should um, still be drinking because it's noon. But I should be day drinking on a Wednesday because I'm still really really angry about that call. Um, why do you take the ball out of McSorley's hands when he's the guy that's had the hot hand the entire stinking game? He's the best guy on the field. Yep. Why do you take him? Why do you take him out of that play? No idea. No idea. That was an absolutely terrible play call. And then two timeouts to go with that. Um, you know, it, it was just a sad end to what was a really, really, really good football game. Um, you know, I, I would have liked that. You know, I would have rather have had a, a McSorley incompletion or a McSorley keeper and come up short than what happened, which was such a poorly designed play that even almost before the ball was snapped, you could see that it, that, that it wasn't going to work. As soon as he handed the ball off to Sanders, it was like, that was dumb. Um, and and it was dumb, um, which I, like I said, I'm sorry because that was a heck of a football game. Um, two other qu very quick notes in my one thing. Um, first of all, cheers to my Blue Raiders who out Kiffined the fighting Kiffins and one on a uh, one on a two point conversion with 38 seconds left um, awesome. as MTSU beat um, Florida Atlantic at home. And then actually, something that I wanted to bring up on a on a more much more somber yes. note is um, Christian Abercrombie of mm -hmm. um, of Tennessee State, who um, is still hospitalized after his head injury. He had emergency surgery. He collapsed after on the sideline after the game. Um, and the community here in Nashville, it's, I mean, it's its dominating Nashville headlines right now because that game happened here. Okay. Um, and uh, hang in there, Christian. We're pulling for you. Um, you know, it's great to see the support of the community, again, bringing up head injuries. Um, it was just a normal play. It wasn't anything, you know, it was just a normal play. And he came off the field and said his head hurt. They took him, they were trying to get him into concussion protocol and he was walking down the sideline and he collapsed. Um, and then that's when the emergency personnel took over and, and um, took him to the hospital and he had emergency surgery Saturday night. Um, so, so he's still in very critical condition in the hospital here in Nashville, but, but Christian Abercrombie, we're pulling for you. Hang in there, kiddo. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that is scary. Uh, it is, it's always scary stuff and you can't even get him um, to the point where they can start concussion protocol and thanks. Yeah. Um, 
I think the, the, the one thing that I was, I was going to mention, it's, and this is a little bit, um, it has to do with, with, uh, what your, your first one thing was, um, I, in listening to James Franklin speak after that game, um, and, and I, you can, you can interpret this different ways. I, I took him to kind of, uh, the stuff about the, the state of the, of the Penn state program. I kind of took that as, as a, um, it's something where he's he's putting responsibility on the players, and, and I, 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 he, I know he, he sort of took uh, blame for the for the play call and and all that stuff. Um, but the, the the thing about great programs and elite programs, um, I'm not sure. Well, I'm not I'm not sure that there's a whole lot of difference between uh, where where Ohio State is right now and where Penn State is right now. Um, I mean, if you look at the last three games, certainly they've been ridiculously close. Um, I think all three years, those are the, you know, the winners of the eventual uh, Big Ten champion. Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure there's a, a whole lot of, you know, the great players on both sides, great fan base on both sides. Um, uh, you know, home game atmosphere is ridiculous in both places. I, it's, if it was, a, it was annoying to me to, to kind of to, to hear Franklin um, what I interpreted to to kind of poke at his players after that game, right after the, the stuff that you mentioned about how how the game was managed um, uh, at the end when when Penn State had had you know chance to 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 go on a drive and, and put some points up, um, I was I was yelling at the TV to not score too soon, um, and Penn State still had still had plenty of time, but mm-hmm. um, I would I would hope that Coach Franklin um, would. I, I hope his intention wasn't to do that. I, I hope his intention wasn't to to to, to kind of uh, put the blame on this for the players because um, I think he deserves more of that. And and then and it's and it's on him and it's on him and his coaching staff to get Penn State to the point where um, where where they win those games. Um, and and they do. I mean, they 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 they, they did when when Ohio State was there two years ago. Um, I would uh, if if. They're going to get to whatever he feels an elite program is. That's that's on him uh, rather than the, the 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 guys on the field because they're uh, I know they're 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 working their butts off. Um, before we begin with our what looks to be a, a tour of the state of Texas, um, we're going to see we're going to see what AJ has to say about uh, Pac-12 After Dark this weekend. AJ, go. Hey everybody, it's your buddy AJ, and it's week six, and this is what I'm referring to as the week you will pine for in April. You don't care what the games are. You don't care who's playing or how bad or good the games will be. You just want to see regular football again, and this is a week you would take in April. This is not not an actual week that you want to take in the middle of the season because this week is rough. And I'm saying this as a fan of uh, not terribly well-watched football. Um, There's nothing good this week. I I can't even try to make this up. I'm not even going to try and, like, maneuver my brain into thinking that that's the thing. There's nothing on on Friday night. Uh, Friday night, there's Utah State and BYU. Don't watch that game. It's not going to be fun. It's just going to kind of plod itself along. Uh, If we go to the actual Pac-12 after dark game, You've got a good, sort of okay Cal team, 
Let's go with a sort of okay Cal team. They're three and one. That one loss was to Oregon last week, and Oregon really just shut the door on them at the end of the game. Um, it was a good game. Uh, like I said last week, that was the purity of Pac-12, and it was. I mean, there was just big, stupid offensive plays. Um, Cal really did put up a good fight, um, but they just couldn't get it done. Um, I will say that Brandon McIlwain uh, is an incredible uh, quarterback to watch play. I mean, he's just fun to watch. Um, Arizona, on the other hand, has no idea what to do with Khalil Tate. They tried. They really did try last week to get him going. Um, They gave him 13 carries, which is more than he's had pretty much all season. Um, It just didn't work. I I really think either the magic is gone or everybody just knows that Khalil Tate is, is ready to run the football. And he, they're just locking in on him from doing that. And then he's not a terribly good passer. Uh, he went 16 to 33 for last week. It's just not, it's just not there. The magic isn't there, and Sutherland doesn't really know what to do with him. So Arizona's two and three, but they're at home. It's a 10 o'clock game. It is. It's probably going to be fine. Uh, Cal is a two and a half point favorite. Eh, it'll probably be fun to watch. Utah plays Stanford. If you ever want to watch a brick wall move at a concrete wall and then to see what happens when they touch, go watch that game. Over-under on that game is 46. Take that under. Um, Utah has not looked good against decent teams this year. Uh, They got beaten by – they got beat down by Washington and then the next week got into a touch of a shootout with Washington State. Washington State ends up winning 28-24. Utah just doesn't look that good. Um, they're certainly going to slow down what you do. Obviously, if you can hold Wazoo to 28 and you hold Washington to 21, like you have a pretty solid defense, but that solid defense can only do so much when your you know, offense is awful. Um, Stanford got the brakes beaten off of it last week by uh, Notre Dame and their sudden, suddenly uh, competent offense. Uh, just as a heads up, a little little programming note. Uh, everybody's going to be real high sometime in, I don't know, early November on Notre Dame making the playoff, and we all just get to watch Notre Dame go to the playoff to get turned into cosmic space dust by Alabama. We're, right? Right? We're all on the same board here? Good. Um, yeah, this game is – Stanford's a five-point favorite, but ooh, there's nothing in that game that I really want to watch, especially at 1030 at night. But if you are up late and you would like some football that will put you to sleep because you're trying to go to bed early because, you know, Sunday's in the fall, um, Utah-Stanford will put you to bed. Don't worry about that. Uh, this has been your Pac-12 After Dark Report. Uh, I'm your buddy, AJ. See you. Sweet. Thanks, AJ. Um, as I, as I um, we, so look at the schedule, uh, we're spending an awful lot of time this weekend in the state of Texas, which uh, it's like a whole other country. So, um <laughs> we're supposed to be excited about this. We're well. I mean, you know, there's good, it's good football down there. That's that's the <laughs> thing, I guess. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna start. Uh, and this 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 of course is one of the the, the great rivalries. Of the game will start uh, at noon in the old Cotton Bowl, not where the the new Cotton Bowl is played, but the old Cotton Bowl for the Red River rivalry, uh, number nineteen Texas. I can't believe I just said that correctly on the first try. <laughs> on the first try. Well done. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Be a first in the history of the show. I am not going to try to say it again, even. Uh, Number 19, Texas versus number seven, Oklahoma. Oklahoma is favored by eight. What do you think? So, I think as much as we stumble over the name Red River rivalry, 
I got it. Um, you know, every year this becomes an ongoing joke is being the Elmer Fudd week. Um, that here, okay. Here's the thing: we should actually call it the Red River Shootout again this year. Okay. Because that's exactly what this game is going to be. Yes. Um, we got two teams with absolutely ridiculous offenses. Now, Texas has has played really well. Um, after that loss to to Maryland, you know, they they've declared that they're back. Um, last week, I will say that that was hedged a bit. Um, they, 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 they won the game. They did what they needed to do. They broke a long losing streak in, in little Manhattan. Um, it was a nice win for the Longhorns, but they ended up, they went out there, put up a bunch of points, then had to hold on in the second half. So that was the closest they've been in a while. And Hey, Kansas state has had Texas's number for how many years now? So, um, it was still a very nice win. Um, Oklahoma has the number eight scoring offense in the country. Um, and, and Kyler Murray is just putting up absolutely ridiculous numbers. I mean, it's just absurd, very similar to where we were last year with this Oklahoma team when, when, you know, we were kind of salivating over an offensive performance that could come out of, out of these Sooners. Um, both teams like to throw the ball more than they like to run. They're both averaging more than a hundred yards. Um, more passing than rushing mm-hmm. in total offense per game. Mm-hmm. Um, so so Red River shootout this is going to be. So I had to go and look at defenses to see how this is actually going to look, which is always the most fun thing to do when you're talking about a shootout is to go look at defensive <laughs> numbers. Um, Texas, here's the remarkable thing. Texas is the number 30 total defense in the country, and that's still actually the best defense that these Sooners have faced all season. Hmm, okay. Um, even at number 30. So that, that tells you that, that, that the Oklahoma offense has been putting up ridiculous numbers, yeah. but against subpar defensive performances. Oklahoma, on the other hand, is 91st in total defense. And they're giving hmm. up about 405 yards per game. So really what this boils down to is can the Texas defense slow the Oklahoma offense enough to be able to keep up? That's where I think this game is going to be decided. And I'm not sure they can. I, okay. I still trust the Oklahoma offense more than I trust the Texas offense to be able to keep up, even mm-hmm. with as bad as that Oklahoma defense is. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give the edge in this game to Oklahoma, but, man, I don't like that line at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think it's going to be a lot closer than that. I think this is going to okay. be one of the best Red River rivalry games that we've seen in a long time. You just threw the last one in there just to, to make just, it just, just, just because I could. Because I'm not even going to try to say it. <laughs> Um, I'm not sure that the Longhorns are as as back as some of their players claimed after the uh, after the win over USC a couple weeks ago. Uh, but they, I mean, but they, they've ripped off four straight wins uh, after an opening loss that really could bury a young team. I mean, yeah. that's that's the kind of thing that can that can fold uh, that, that can fold a, a team, especially a young and experienced one like this. Um, for the rest of the season, so the, the fact that they did not do that, they they bounced back. I, I think is is a really impressive credit Tom Herman, credit the guys on the field. Um, man, they are looking at a tough stretch. Uh, starting this three of the three of the four next uh, next four weekends, um, OU, Oklahoma State, uh, and West Virginia. Wow. Yeah. Um, we're, we're gonna we're gonna see what 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 Texas is about if they're if they're back. Um, I, and I and I think there's some wins uh, in there for Texas. Um, I, I'm not sure that that's going to happen this weekend. And, and, it's, and it's sort of what I a little bit of what I was talking about with um, with my one thing. Um, Tom Herman's uh, has not been there long. Um, 
he's playing with the, 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 the juniors and seniors on that club have been through some really rough years uh, by, by the, the standard of, of Texas football. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma. I mean, if this is a tight game and I, and I think you're correcting that it, that it will be um, the, the team and the players that have been there before in their, in their college football careers. Um, that's, that's often generally the, 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 the team that, that, that wins because they, they, they felt it. They felt that pressure. They know how to respond to it. Um, now, and I know you got to break through at some point. Uh, if if you're if you're a team that's that's on the rise, at some point you have to you have to break through and do that. And that that could happen. Um, mm-hmm. As I said, I think this is a, this is a tight game. Um, but I think this weekend, uh, Oklahoma's experience in that uh, in that area um, actually is the thing that's going to make the difference. So I, I see the Sooners winning this one. It's also one of the coolest atmospheres in all of college football. Oh yeah. 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 Um, I, I love just like the, the line that's like dead yeah. down the center of the cotton bowl and the orange on one side and the, the crimson on the other. Um, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. To, to and it's fun. Watch. This game is relevant again. It hasn't been quite as relevant the last couple of years and this is a big time football game. So I read this is the first time since 2012 that both teams have been uh, coming to the game in the top 20. Yeah. So yeah, it's been, it's been a while. Um, Next up uh, at 3.30, we have number five, LSU, at number 22, Florida. Uh, LSU is favored by uh, safety, basically. <laughs> so, so, well, it's going to be another another slugfest. Um, what do you think? In the words of Monty Python, and now for something completely different, <laughs> right? <laughs> this might be the antithesis of the game that we just discussed. Um, in, in, you know, the Red River shootout actually being a shootout um yes. and and this game is not going to be a shootout um here's the here's the remarkable thing i spent a lot of time looking at defenses this week i don't know why um but i we tend to think of lsu as having a really stout defense and they do <laughs> the remarkable thing entering this game is that florida statistically is actually a better defense than lsu mm-hmm. which is slightly i mean it kind of upsets mm-hmm. the apple cart in the way that you yes. think about the sec um yes. but and, and, LSU, and LSU's defense is actually, they're giving up a lot of yards, um, which is not a great thing, you know, in most cases. Now, they've been able to make that up in most of their games this year. Um, here's the big question. Is, is that going to be a problem against Florida? Here's, you know, the problem that we've been talking about Florida. You know, the, yes, they're riding high after a win at, at Mississippi State, which I, I think we got everything wrong last week, except for West Virginia. Um, so, like, we both got this game wrong. Yes. Um, and, and, you know, I didn't see Florida winning that game at all, but they pulled a rabbit out of a hat on one offensive play. It was a lateral um, down the field, scored the only touchdown of the game on a trick play. Florida relies on two things. It's defense and turnover margin. Florida's number three in the country in turnover margin. Um, they're plus nine on the season, which is absurd That's at, at yeah. the six-week mark. Um, but they still – we. We still don't know if Florida has an offense. We've said this for how many years now? This is at least two and a half years that we've said, does Florida have an offense? They still haven't proven that they had an offense. They beat Tennessee on turnovers. They beat uh, Mississippi State by playing the heck out of their defense and Mm -hmm. one trick play. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so so how this game is decided is, can Joe Burrow and the LSU offense flat out figure out what Florida is doing on defense? Because it's not going to be a high-scoring affair, and if LSU can score a couple of times, I don't think the Florida offense can keep up. Yeah. Um, so it it really comes down to the to the LSU offense. Can you figure out that defense? 
I'm going to hedge my bet and say, yes, they do. Because I trust, I, I, I like what LSU has been doing on, on offense. Mm -hmm. um, I think they're going to figure out a way to score three more points than Florida in this game, even though the game is in the swamp. Um, safety, safety in the or safety, right. Because that's the margin. So I'm going to get, I, I'm gonna, <laughs> I think, I think LSU pulls this one out, but this is going to be a chess match. If there ever was a chess match. Um, I don't know if you saw this or not. Um, Ohio State's last home game, uh, and I think this was during the game. Um, you know the the OHIO cheer, OHIO cheer that goes around the stadium. Um, generally starts with the student section, uh, and specifically with Block O, which is the the coordinated student section in the in the open end of the stadium. And they didn't change the chant at all. It was still OHIO, but the the the, the student section Block O held up cards that said E-A-U-X, as in the French pronunciation of O, and it was uh, with, a, with a gold background and purple letters, <laughs> which is very much um, a, a nod to Joe Burrow and, and, the, and what he has done at LSU so far. Um, so Joe, Joe still has some support, uh, support in Columbus. Um, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm watching LSU when I have the opportunity to because uh, for that reason. And... Um, you you look at defenses this game, and that's and that's clearly the 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 place to look, especially especially for the home team. Um, and 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 you know you you have to uh, you have to give Florida some consideration because they're playing in the swamp, and it's uh, that's a that's a, a, a tough place. But I like what um, I mean, the Gators. But as you said, they don't score. I'm looking at offenses, and LSU's offense, I think, is actually. Uh, getting better. I, you know, I, 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 I joked around a lot to give the outset of the season about, you know, what's else you're going to do with a, with a decent quarterback and hello. Um, yeah. They're, they're, they're doing something. The uh, bro, I, bro last week against Ole Miss, um, nearly 300 yards passing three touchdowns. Um, something that he was not known for uh, in Columbus, but he, he rushed for another hundred yards by himself, you know, as they, uh, as they, as they thumped Ole Miss. Um, and I think, I think that's the difference. If the, if the, um, the, the defenses uh, are, are equal and, and pretty close that they, they are, um, I think LSU's offense and, and it's kind of finding its stride right now um, means that LSU wins a, a not especially pretty game, but, but uh, at this point in the season, a win is a win. And I think that's what the Tigers do. Um, this is uh, this is not by special request. Although it, uh, one of our regular listeners, who has uh, one of his uh, twelve postgraduate degrees from the University of Kentucky, uh, mentioned, why haven't we talked about a game with Kentucky yet? And here is the perfect opportunity uh, because at seven p.m., a number thirteen Kentucky number number thirteen Kentucky. Huh. I'm going to say that one. Uh, number thirteen Kentucky plays at Texas A&M. Uh, Anum, although they're unranked, are, is uh, favored by six. What do you think? It's not basketball season. Number thirteen, Kentucky. So weird. Um, it is. It is weird. And there are so many storylines in this game. Um, you know, you've, you've got the student teacher thing happening here um, mm -hmm. because Stoops was a was an assistant underneath under Jimbo Fisher mm -hmm. um, back in the day. So I love those kinds of back and forths that you see between you know coaches and mentors and and how that all plays out. But there's a lot riding on this game. Um, you know, it's it's kind of a turning point for Texas A&M season. You know, you look at their record and you're like, 
and you know, you're like, well, the Aggies really aren't that good, but you can't just look, this is where you can't just look at the record alone because right. who are their losses to number one, Alabama and number two, Clemson. <laughs> um, and they were in both of those games, more so Clemson than Alabama. Alabama mm -hmm. put it away late, but they they hung with Alabama in that first half. Mm -hmm. um, and so this is a good Aggies team, um, and the record just doesn't show it. Um, here's, the, here's the one question that you kind of have about Texas A&M, though, and that is the fact that so far the offense has been a little bit inconsistent. All you have to do is go back and look last week um, against a, a – a, a, can I say that Arkansas is bad – I mean, Arkansas is just a bad football team this year. Arkansas is um, bad. Yeah, I, Arkansas just not a good football team, and and the Aggies did what they needed to do. They won the game, mm -hmm. and that's all that matters. But it wasn't pretty. Um, they only won it by one by a possession, um, mm -hmm. a, a team that they should have put away um, more than just a twenty four seventeen score. Um, and Kelly Mond was just not as accurate as he needed to be um, with his balls down the field. It just two interceptions just not not a great performance got the right. win but not a great performance you can't do that against this kentucky team mm -hmm. which has a decent defense um not super high ranked overall in the country but they've played really really well this year and gosh i i love this kentucky story so much yeah. um you know it, and benny snell has kind of become this like college football phenom right. um and 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 he's a good kid, and you like what he's doing, and and he's got some some punch behind him. But here's the problem: Benny Snow hasn't faced a, faced a rush defense like this. Um, Texas A&M is number six in the country in rush defense. Odds yeah. are likely Snell is not going to be able to get going on Saturday, which means they're going to have to rely on the arm of Terry Wilson. And is that enough? Here's the benefit, though: the Texas A&M secondary is terrible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're 109th in the country in pass defense, 109. Mm -hmm. So if 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 Terry Wilson can actually figure out a way to get the Kentucky pass offense going without having the counter of the run game, because you have to figure that that's going to get bottled up pretty nicely against this good defense, that could be enough for Kentucky to mm -hmm. win this football game because they're being more consistent on offense than Texas A&M. So my heart tells me Kentucky's going to win this game and Kentucky's going to keep moving forward. My gut tells me that Texas A&M wins this game because they're playing at home. Kyle Field is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and, and this is a Kentucky team that's not used to being in this situation. This mm -hmm. is going to be another close football game. Um, but I think Texas A&M pulls it out. Okay. Sorry, Kentucky. I really want you to win this game. I am pulling for you. I'm pulling, I'm, I'm pulling against myself in this game because I really want you to win this. I it is, it's, it's, it's such, um, and this is so much fun. You, you, you referenced it, uh, that, that the fact that, can, uh, that a, a football team from Kentucky would be, would be ranked number 13 in the country at this stage of the season is uh, so unheard of. Um, but, I, I, but, you know, they, they've, those, these are legit wins that they have. Um, the, the three conference wins, so they're, they're on pace with Georgia uh, in, yeah. in the SEC East, which is, uh, you know, another thing is just like, uh huh? Yeah, if they um, don't screw things up, they should yeah. finish second in the East. Yeah. Um. So, but but uh, you know, this is we we've already we've already done our contender pretender thing for this season, but this is this is that week for for Kentucky. Yep. I think this College Station is really tough place to play, and and even though the Aggies are unranked, um, that's uh, you, you mentioned their, their their games against uh, Alabama and especially against Clemson. Um. The thing, is if if Kentucky is able to throw the ball enough that it that it loosens up um, uh, and defense, that's going to help. 
Um, mm-hmm. I think, and, and you and you mentioned Benny Snell, and he is he is one one of two uh, player stories for Kentucky. The other guy uh, is Josh Allen, um, and and he's a, a force of nature in in uh, in a conference where um, where there are a lot of them. Uh, his his stat line uh, as a, a, a D lineman for Kentucky so far: thirty three total tackles, ten and a half tackles for loss, six sacks, five quarterback hurries, two pass breakups, and two forced fumbles. He's been the SEC Defensive Player of the Week three times so far this season. Emerald in Week six. Um, so I, I uh, it's it's hard. It, that's a lot to put on the shoulders of 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 two guys. And, and, and the offense, as you said, I, I don't think that has to um, – it doesn't have to be Benny Snell. In fact, it actually uh, – they, they got to be able to throw the ball to run it. Um, if they can do that, and if Josh Allen has the kind of game that he's, that he's consistently had through this season so far, um, I'm going to say Kentucky wins this game. Um, yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm still I'm, I'm debating a little bit because again, my yeah. I, you know the the, the the rational part of my my college football brain is like, and the rational part of my college football brain is tiny. It's it's like this, <laughs> so I, I don't often listen to it, but it's going. Are you sure about that? And I'm like, yes, yes. Kentucky wins this game, continues its streak, six and zero. Kentucky, maybe maybe in the top ten next week. Who knows? Um, and we finish up at eight p.m. Uh, where uh, number six Notre Dame visits number twenty four. Virginia Tech. Notre Dame is favored by six. What do you think? So can I take everything that I just said about Texas A&M and just move it over to the conversation about Virginia Tech? Sure. Because that's exactly the same kind of situation that we're looking at here. Virginia Tech is the number four rush defense in the country, and they are 123 against the pass. For those of you not familiar with numbers, there's only 128 teams playing at the FBS level. So they are fifth from the bottom against the pass, which is – so, you know, I'm sitting here looking at all this and going, okay, Ian Book, let's see what you're made of. Um, <laughs> because this game is going to come down to him and his uh-huh. pass offense. Um, and uh, let's be honest, he's he's been the difference in this Notre Dame team. Um, yes. the, the Notre Dame team that we saw at the first of the year that, that struggled to, to put away Michigan um, is a completely different team than the team that dominated Stanford last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's simply because they, they change in the style of quarterbacks. Ian Book is much more of a, a traditional pro-style passer. That seems to be fitting better with the personnel that, that Notre Dame has. That offense has turned itself around. Let's see if it's real when you're going up against a really, really, really good rush defense. Um, and you become, essentially, you're going to have to do the exact same thing that we just told Kentucky they're going to have to do. You're going to have to throw to loosen up the run. Um, Let's see if that strategy works for Notre Dame. The, the one thing that, that Virginia Tech has going for it, Virginia Tech has not gotten off to the start, um, need I say, Old Dominion. Yeah. Um, and it, it, the thing they have going for them is the fact they're playing this game at home. And, let, you know, let's Lane Stadium is one of the top environments in college football. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, enter Sandman and the whole bit. And, you know, Blacksburg, Blacksburg is fantastic. I love games in Blacksburg. And they'll be rocking for this game because they believe they have a ch- chance to win. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm not as 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 optimistic on Virginia Tech on this one. They're still they're still juggling personnel and offense. They're you know they're playing their backup quarterback. Ryan Wallace is probably going to get the start because Josh Jackson is hurt. Um, that doesn't help matters. Um, it's 
everything in this game, I really want this game to be close. I want Virginia Tech to put a scare in Notre Dame because for those of us, you know, as we talked last week, if Notre Dame doesn't lose soon, they're probably not going to. Um, And I think Virginia Tech is one of the last chances for a team to beat Notre Dame this season. If you look at their schedule, maybe USC, depending on how, if, you know, if they play up, um, they might, but we're, somebody needs to beat Notre Dame. And I, I, I don't, I don't think it's going to be Virginia Tech. I think mm. I think Notre Dame wins this game pretty easily in the second half. Okay, okay. I'm um, I'm really tempted to start a, a new segment uh, for the rest of the season on the Carlin Crappy Show. It'll be titled something like, "Oh God, would someone please beat Notre Dame already?" <laughs> um, uh, I, I will give Notre Dame credit, especially uh, Brian Kelly, since he he made the decision on switching uh, from Brandon Wimbush to uh, Ian Book. Uh, that was two weeks ago, I think. Um, uh-huh. the, the offense, the offense has been um, uh, m- much looks much better, been much more efficient. Um, you mentioned that, that the beatdown that they they, they uh, put on Stanford last weekend. Um, that's a great example. Here's why. I mean, and and, and you, you referenced this also. Um, here's why you take a hard look at this game. Um, Notre Dame's only road test so far this year wasn't. Their only road game was uh, was at Wake Forest, and um, you know it, they, they Notre Dame won fifty six to twenty seven, and what is not really an especially intimidating atmosphere. Blacksburg is an especially intimidating yeah. atmosphere, and and um, uh, you know, and for the, for the first time that, that Notre Dame has faced something like this, uh, playing it at night, um, I. I the, the thing that I, I mentioned before about um, my, my rational college football brain and the rest of my college football brain is really circling over this one too. And I'm going to, once again, not listen to my rational college football brain. I'm, I, am, I am hopeful, really hopeful that this is the weekend <laughs> that someone plays, a, that, that someone knocks off Notre Dame. Um, and, and, and as, you, as you look at the schedule, this is, this is one of uh, just a couple really solid possibilities for that happening uh, for the rest of the season. So, Tech, win this game. Beat please. Notre Dame already. Please, please. Um, <laughs> boys and girls, you can watch the Carla and Crappy Show for the duration of the college football season by searching Carla and Crappy Show on uh, YouTube or on Facebook. Uh, if you prefer to have Carla and Crappy in your skull, you'll find the podcast version at iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, as well as on your favorite social channels. If you like the show, please rate and review. If you don't, mind your own damn business. <laughs> Any final thoughts? Um, Alabama plays Arkansas this week. Take the over. What did we What did we just say about our, our Arkansas a few Ar- minutes ago? Arkansas is not a very good football team good. this year. Um, good. How many right, points does Alabama put up in the first half? He. <laughs> <laughs> My old buddy Bert did not do them did not do them well, and he, and he continues to not do them well, even though he's long gone. Um, boys and girls, uh, enjoy the college football this weekend. Uh, Carlo, thank you. Yep, thanks as always. I'll be parked on my couch for the Red River rivalry. There, did it three times in a show. Woo! <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I'm actually going to a college football game. Going to, going to watch Ohio State and Indiana. Um, maybe we'll talk about Maybe that'll be my one thing next week when we come back. Thank you guys for watching. We'll talk to you then.